Two major factors will be decisive for the U.S. bond traders' appetite this week. One is the U.S. inflation data update. And two is whether the U.S. politicians could avoid a government shutdown in the U.S. or not by the end of this week. So the U.S. dollar index sees resistance near its 50-day moving average. The S&P 500 closed last week above its 100-day moving average. But, but gains remain at jeopardy as nothing guarantees a further fall in the U.S. long-term yields, on the contrary. So, welcome to the new week of trading with Swissco's Daily Market Talk. So, let's say it. What everyone, most investors, every household and every politician out there want to see and want to sense right now is the end of the global monetary policy tightening cycle. And we all know that the beginning of the end starts mostly with the US Federal Reserve. And up until the beginning of this month, I mean the beginning of November, we have actually seen in the market a pricing that reflected this market's belief that the US Federal Reserve and that even though it is getting closer to the end of its monetary policy tightening cycle or even though it may already be done with the interest rate hikes in the US, well the Federal Reserve is going to keep the interest rates high for long in the US because the world is now bracing for an extended period of higher inflation and higher interest rates as a result of it. And this rapid rise that we've seen in the US long-term yields over the past couple of weeks because of this very belief that the Federal Reserve will actually keep the interest rates high for long, help the Federal Reserve actually keep the interest rates in the U.S. steady, at least at the latest meetings. And the U.S. 10-year yield spiked above the 5% level, remember, in the second half of October. And then it stagnated close to this peak for around a week. Then, then a sufficiently soft set of jobs data from the U.S. at the start of this month, and that comes combined with, remember, a record but but still lower than expected treasury borrowing from the U.S., slowed down the sharp sell-off that we saw in the U.S. treasuries and it also reversed the market sentiment overall. And investors, since the beginning of this month, since the beginning of November, began flocking back into the U.S. long-term papers. And the U.S. 10-year yield even tipped a toe below the 4.5% level last week. And we are talking about a plunge of more than 50 basis points for the U.S. 10-year yield in about just two weeks. And finally, well, last week, two bad 10- and 30-year bond auctions in the U.S. And the Fed President Jerome Powell's warning that the Federal Reserve could actually opt for more interest rate hikes if needed somehow brought bond investors around the world back to earth and the U.S. 10-year yield rebounded from a dip last week. Remember, so this is where we are right now. In summary, we saw a period of heavy treasury sell-off this fall, followed by significant inflows into the U.S. long-term papers and uncertainty. And that uncertainty regarding when the Federal Reserve will be done hiking the interest rates is killing everyone out there. But even the Federal Reserve itself and even Mr. Powell himself doesn't know when this tightening in the U.S. will and should end. But we all know that it will all depend on the crucial economic data like 
inflation data, the jobs data, and growth figures. And in the sense, well, the U.S. jobs data is actually giving signs that the U.S. labor market has started loosening recently. The U.S. growth numbers, on the other hand, are off the chart. Remember, the latest U.S. GDP update printed an eye-popping 4.9% level, and that was mostly due to these unstoppable U.S. consumer spending. But... But, but, behind the scene, behind the curtains, that U.S. spending isn't necessarily sitting on solid ground as the U.S. credit card loans go from peak to peak above the one trillion U.S. dollar huge threshold. Then the credit card delinquencies in the U.S. has taken a lift. The delinquency rate in the U.S. credit cards is now above the pre-pandemic levels and they came just around the post-global financial crisis level. And this basically means, in plain English, that the Americans actually spent on debt that they can't pay back anymore, and that's a problem. And we also know that the U.S. government debt is, as we all know and we all worry about, growing exponentially. And Americans now pay significantly higher interest rate on this growing debt because the interest rates in the U.S. went from near zero to above 5% in less than two years. Now, this whole thing doesn't mean that the U.S. treasuries will suddenly fall off grace by tomorrow. And that's because there is nothing but but nothing comparable to the U.S. treasuries on the face of this earth in terms of investments that could replace the U.S. treasuries in a portfolio of low-risk allocations. But that does not mean either that volatility could be avoided in the space. And in the sense, this week, we will plunge back into the U.S. political worries and shenanigans as the U.S. government's short-term funding deadline is due 17th of November. So that's this Friday. Friday and well, not much progress has been made to seal a fresh deal in this end. And remember this, remember this, the last time the U.S. politicians could actually agree on this short-term relief package, the U.S. President Joe Biden had to leave the funding for the war in Ukraine outside of it. And since then, a new war, a war in Gaza just popped up and the U.S. is now expected to have at least some financial contribution there as well. And everyone, but everyone out there is now holding his or her breath to see how and if and where the U.S. will actually find all that extra money to fund all these wars. So... As always, see a major risk for the U.S. Treasuries this week. We could actually see the U.S. long-term yields recover again. The past week's decline in a significant manner, depending on the new developments or the new resolution or the lack thereof. We could actually see the U.S. 10-year yield return above the 4.80% level this week. Now. You would say that that would only be a relief for the Federal Reserve and for Mr. Jerome Powell, who needs these yields to remain high enough to restrict the financial conditions in the U.S. without the need for more action on the race front. But the U.S. political shenanigans are only one part of this equation, because the other part is 
of economic data. And this week, the all-important inflation data from the U.S. is also going to impact inflow outflow dynamics for the U.S. long-term papers before the worries grow into the Friday's funding deadline. So in the sense, a sufficiently soft inflation read from the U.S. this Tuesday will keep bond traders perhaps an appetite for further purchases and that could eventually mask a part of the political worries or a political-led sell-off in the U.S. bonds, while disappointment on inflation should keep buyers on the sidelines and that could amplify a potential political-led sell-off in the U.S. bonds. So the good news here is that the U.S. headline inflation is expected to have eased to 3.3% in October from 3.7% printed a month earlier. Core inflation, on the other hand, is seen steady around the 4.1% level on a yearly basis. The bad news is the expectation is soft and it could be hard to beat. Now, in terms of pricing, the U.S. dollar sees resistance at around this 50-day moving average. The U.S. stocks continue to cheer the latest pullback that we saw in the U.S. yields. The S&P 500, for example, closed last week with a beautiful rally on Friday that led the index to above its 100-day moving average for the weekly closing bell. Now, the big technology stocks in the U.S. remain the driver of the S&P 500 gains, obviously, as it has been the case since the beginning of this year, as Microsoft hit a fresh high on Friday, as Nvidia remains bit a few points below its all-time high levels on news that, well, Chinese AI startup bought enough NVIDIA chips before the U.S. exports curbs kicked in, hinting that the company NVIDIA could pose another record-breaking, breathtaking quarter when it reports earnings next week. Now, I know you can't wait to see how much money Nvidia made last quarter, but but before that, we will actually be watching how the US big retailers did with Walmart, uh, Home Depot and Target due to announce their third quarter results throughout this weekend. Now, it will also give us a hint on the US consumer trends, on the US consumer health and the expectations around the U.S. consumer spending. Well, I think that the results will be mixed, but the outlook for all of them will be quite morose. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke, and thanks for joining me, and thank you for all your beautiful comments and feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful, and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X, and on LinkedIn for regular market updates, and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you actually do enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading.